I'm saying? Yo guys, Catch me out it's here. your boy Milo and we are here uh, Layers of Life and as you know we have changed dynamics, um, we never used to be on YouTube before but here we are on your screens in front of you and as you can see I'm joined by these lovely beautiful black people, come on, um, come on, come the on. new co-host of the show, my boy Jeremy, come on, come on, come on, my boy Andre, you know what it is um, <laughs> and honestly Layers of Life, we are literally all about peeling back Layers of Life and speaking about things that really matter, topics that don't really have much light shed onto them, um, experiences that don't really have much light shed onto them, um, and also really just becoming comfortable with the uncomfortableness. Trust um, me. And literally just yeah. revealing back layers of life and living Making through our true experiences, like well. literally creating our yeah. safe space, man. So. Um, and today we are going to be joined with the amazing, beautiful Bacola, who manages her own um, production company, alongside a whole list of things, um, and has a wealth of knowledge in life and experiences through more or less everything. So oh, thank you for joining us oh, and having oh, and coming you. for this thank first you, episode. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's no. an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. How are you feeling? I mean, nervous. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm with three very handsome. Oh, very, thank, very you. Handsome thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Cheers to that. So um, that's one of the reasons for my nerves. But besides that, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what kind of questions you guys are going to ask me. Well, you know, yeah. Right. Before okay. before now, you asked me. Um, to come and be vulnerable. So. No, of course, of course. Yeah. So it's only right that we make you feel comfortable I before we ask you to like, naturally open up and have share. my guard up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's normal, Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that a South London thing or? <laughs> no, it is. no. <laughs> no we're not going to do stereotypes. We're not going to do that. No, no, no. Honestly, but no, that, that that is absolutely normal, though. Like, so you know, like I said, mm. this is a space where we make it a safe space for us. You know, and so we also want, and actually want to feel like a safe space for our guests and all for for our viewers and listeners. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you you lot well can't really see or tell, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you lot we're drinking some Ray. You know, a part of that's because you know we we too got a bit of nerve, and you know rum helps us cooler. cooler it does. You know, so it we are does. not alcoholics. We're not the generic people who just drink alcohol and make it yeah, look as if we're no. selling it you know it's just part of life we're adults it's say, a wednesday like, you know i thought like we do these things you know literally do your thing like yeah. literally but yeah no i personally um have been really looking forward to today's episode um so yeah like look, really really keen to tap into to your story and, and and just sort of learn some of the stuff we're going to um no, no, and sort of learned today. To okay. add to that, Jeremy, um, because obviously I know Bacola from before the yes. podcast. Yes. Um, but I was obviously introduced to Bacola by my sister. Yes. And it was a situation where uh, the hue got too heavy for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> literally. Um, and you were willing to take me in. Yeah. Um, and I just, mm. I didn't actually proceed to, to take no, in the offer. No, we didn't but, go that far. <laughs> uh, the amazing thing is I got to have a friendship with you and I obviously know you and, and yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's just knowing you is, is the gift, basically. Mm. Um, so, as I was going to say, when I first met you, you're, you were just warming to me literally you're you you just embraced me we had a conversation it was very light-hearted but it was you didn't have to be the person that you were and mm. that's what kind of i was like yeah mm. i, I want to know yeah you're definitely a real one and um <laughs> obviously growing up realize that you have substance to you as well and there's a lot going on for you so mm. we just want to know more and mm-hmm. yeah definitely, just definitely. what you I feel, feel 
I feel like I kind of got the the perfect question to sort of kickstart us off. (laughs) Let's go for it. Is there a perfect question? So, so just because I kind of, I kind of, obviously, like I said, we've we've done our research, but again, with research, I hate even saying that because there needs to be context behind it, and I feel like it can only come from the the true context can only come from from the individual yourself, you know. So, um, I guess with that being said, kind of like a bit of a heavy one, but I'm gonna throw it in there anyway. who who is Bacola? As in, when I ask that question, mm-hmm. what would you say are five principle principles values? However you want to look at them, that you carry out your core of everything that you do um, in your day to day life, whether that's um, decisions that you make on work that you're doing, or whether it's something to do with um, your your son. Because I know your mother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like just to kind of yeah kick kick start us up off. I'm waffling. The no wrong. Pressure. The wrong. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Nah. Okay, I hope so that's not too much of a heavy question. It's a heavy question, you know. But in, in a good way? In, in a good way. Okay, okay. Because I'm not the same person that I was back then. Right. And I'm likely to change moving forward. Which is... So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am who I am now. Right. And who I am now, if I can think of five principles okay so let me lighten up for you maybe mm. in that case maybe one value that maybe you had or you thought you carried in you let's say when you were somewhere else once in your life mm-hmm. and then you realized actually based on where you are today you changed it and for the better because you realized that maybe it wasn't serving you for the greater good if that makes sense you're like you know what okay. actually i'm going to take that so take that negative experience turn it into a positive and it's now somewhat put you on the trajectory of the path your path you're on now is that is that a better one okay, yeah <laughs> from what you've just said the one word that sticks out to me is relentless okay so that's one negative that i turned to positive right i know at one point people described me as quite relentless when it came to things that i was upset about right right now I've definitely um, transferred that into the work I do, my passion. Okay, okay, no, definitely. So, um, again, what what is it you do for work? Um, just for our viewers, obviously, like I said, <laughs> we, we know, but yeah. just to let the viewers know, because of course, like you said, you've done some right. tremendous work, and we we feel like it's important that light is shed on it and that people know what you do. You know, mm-hmm. so please tell us. So to say it simply, I'm a writer and filmmaker. Okay. Yes. Nice, nice. Started writing poetry, and then poetry, spoken word, moved on to theatre. Okay. okay. And then mm. <clears throat> I start, and then from theatre, moved on to film. So throughout secondary school, it was all poetry and theatre. Okay. Right. Okay. And then post secondary school, started getting into film. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Nice, nice. How how was get your poetry? Like, what did you have? Like a generic kind of focus of your of where your words were coming from or like what you wanted to (laughs) kind of put out there or was it more so because some people like to tell other people's stories through their work if that makes sense um so did you more so want to speak about your own experiences into a relatable way or okay so with poetry it was my experiences okay that i i wrote about and um i only remember performing poetry slash spoken word a couple of times um besides that i just shared it amongst family and friends right. social network 
but it was all my experiences what right. I went through. And obviously, that's quite different from going into theatre, which is more, you know, being more yeah. about the arts and crafts and being more dramatical and you know, like real life performing arts kind of stuff. Like that was quite a diff- big switch. Yeah. And it, for me, it sounds like you used you transferred the energy from writing into physical expression, mm-hmm. almost. Yes. Yeah, you know, when you're thinking about film, action, movement, sound, mm. you know, just expressing emotions and feelings through that type of art it was a big change and it was i kind of put myself in the deep end Mm -hmm. and had to figure it out (laughs) i didn't i wasn't i didn't do anything i didn't study anything in line with writing for theater or film at that time so i just tested the waters Okay. And I think that's, sorry, Andre, just quickly, I think mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy that, um, you know, and it's testament to your character in a way, uh, because, like you said, you didn't study anything to do with writing or anything like that prior to you getting into that, you know, you mm-hmm. sort of threw yourself in the deep end. But then I know now one mm-hmm. thing that you do is write scripts, write films and direct them as well. So it just kind of shows, you know, the fact that you don't have to know it all in the beginning mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, <laughs> you just got to have the... Yeah. Sorry, I just spilled drink on myself. It's kicking in, bro. It's kicking in. You, Come on. you know you do something bad when you're younger, you just look around hoping yeah, no like, one I saw. Can, I can see from the corner of my eye, <laughs> this guy is doing, looking like he's done something. Shaking like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You need tissue, you got tissue. No, I'm good, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. listen, looks like, looks like Milo's nervous here as well, so, you know. Yeah. I feel like we're all quite nervous. I'm not the only one. No, 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 I can't lie, the nurse have gone for me. Yeah, no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm good, but sorry. But yeah. Yes. Um, so essentially, you know, like it, it just again, it's it's just testament to say, you know, you don't have to always know everything before you start something. So long as if you kind of got like a feeling, like I guess whether you want to call it your spirit or calling, you feel like you know what, this is what I want to do, and I know mm. this is what I'm going to do. Yes. Just sometimes going for that and not over analyzing it, you know, mm. to the sort of point where you sort of scare yourself out of it yeah. is a good thing. So I think that's it's, it's really good that you did that. So 100%. Well, well done, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I wanted to add to that as well, because you said that you didn't do um, any studying uh, yeah. with regards to your your writing. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I searched you up because you know you are on the internet. I love how <laughs> I love how we mentioned that. So what I did see is that you first initially started um, at I think it was Listeners Project. Um, and you were a production assistant. So that's mm. basically just assisting the production team. So when you were at that stage in your life, did you have a set goal of where, what you wanted to achieve and where you are today? I know it's not the, 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 the pinnacle of your career, but did you think, okay, I'm going to start off here? Or was it just, okay, do you know what? Let me see what I can, I can get myself into and what I can achieve from where I am now. Okay, so Listeners Project yeah. was not actually the first production that okay. I um, got involved in when it comes to film. She basically film. said your intel's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. The internet. It's, it's okay, actually okay, okay. the first officially credited one. Okay. Right, so it's right, the first right. one that okay. I, I believe someone created at IMDb on my behalf because I didn't know about it until okay. I Googled myself. <laughs> I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> no, we, 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 I, I, I used to Google myself as well, back in my athletic days. So you, you would. Why not? 
But it's um, what's out there, man? It's true, it's true. But 100%. listeners' project was um a, a project that I joined just to gain experience. So, okay. Um, the two people that run the project, they were quite experienced in the industry. Okay. And that was something that did they did on the side to just to give people experience oh, wow. and um for give people a chance to network okay and i met some amazing people on that project and people that i still know now and i you know a lot of the time i run things by you know before i actually put out there i'll just get in contact with them and yeah send it to them they'll give me feedback on it but wow. um when it comes to film yeah i first got into film when <laughs> my mum bought me a camera Okay. Sorry, how old was you? Okay, so I wasn't that young actually. It was shortly after I had my son. So I, okay. Was, okay. I had my son when I was twenty. Okay. okay. And so I was just before I was twenty one. So right. within that so year. A lot of success stories start with parents giving their children cameras. Not honestly. Jamal Edwards, I'm happy to him, but you know, he's just one of the many. Yeah, that's very true. So yeah, but not to cut you off. No, that's fine. Um so my mum bought me a camera and I had already started writing scripts before then. Okay. And I had a couple of friends who encouraged me to write a script for film. Mm. And a particular friend gave me an idea for the first film that I wrote, which yeah. was called Heads or Tails. So I actually watched that on YouTube. Oh, okay. And <laughs> can I say, the thing is, that I don't sounds know familiar. why. Very familiar. And <laughs> no, I like, no, no. Do, do you know the, the craziest thing is, because I watched it and I was like, this, so, this story seems so familiar. And this is me being vulnerable here, but... It sounded so familiar, and mm. I was like, I love the fact that you took a story and made it your own. And it was, it although it it probably was where you first started. Mm. So f- right now you're probably thinking, oh gosh, like mm. I can't believe this is my yeah. Life. I was about to yeah, cover my face, but then I thought, no, because <laughs> no, that should, that's be, where you started, yeah, literally. Because and for me to watch a whole mm. hour on YouTube, like no one really does that. Do you get what I mean? But oh, I feel wow, like it's got a lot you. of views, mm. and I feel like what you portrayed although the acting wasn't the best acting yeah, in Hollywood yeah. but mm-hmm. I understood and I mm-hmm. related to the characters and that's mm-hmm. what I feel like so amazing about yourself is that people can relate to you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. from where you've started it might be nothing but it's still something that people can be like okay we can create an idea from this and your future is bright mm-hmm. just just from reading that your future is bright mm-hmm. uh, right. from uh, watching that sorry yeah. your future is bright let me just say um, Sorry to cut you tells. That's fine. <laughs> no, that's okay because when, did when I out? wrote Sorry. that, it was 2015. 2015. Mm. Okay, okay. Because it sounds so familiar. Like, like, I feel like I know someone who may have actually been part of it too. But mm. clearly, my research hasn't been that great. You're here to find out now. Right, exactly. No, definitely. But sorry, you were saying again. Um, so my mum bought me the camera just fast 21 and. In 2015, I believe I was about 23, and it took a while mm. to write the script because at first I just used to like go into Word and write without mm-hmm. any particular Direction, structure, yeah. structure yeah, yeah. format. And then, like, I just did a lot of research on Google, mm-hmm. and, um, started downloading a lot of templates, and also speaking to people in the industry that's something that i always did i'll just email someone or get in contact with somebody right um so when i wrote the scripts and i felt like it was good enough to film Mm. i then applied for funding from a small organization 
who what was the name of the organization? Do you know? And I'm trying to remember. Sorry. I think that's sick. I, I yeah, can't definitely. remember it and it's that's terrible that I can't remember it. Because you know it's one of the first ones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also remember the first ones, but yeah. Um it's an organization I believe they're still operating as well. Mm-hmm. But it gave me a small budget right. um to cover volunteer costs. So mm-hmm. okay. travel expenses and food. Okay. The days okay. that we were shooting. So um I then started begging and borrowing people's skills and talent and equipment. Listen, yeah, listen. That's I know a lot. I got, I got friends. No, that's the thing, though. I got friends who work in the media and um, industry, so I know too well about sort of the graft. And you know, mm-hmm. especially like when you're in the starting days, you know, yeah. it's kind of like I feel like media is one of them industries where it's like until you do something significant or you know, kind of, kind of, you know, get gain a bit of ground, yeah, no one kind of really, yeah, sort of takes yeah. you in until right. you. Because the first thing that comes to mind when I think when I hear all of these things, because I've listened to Issa Rae's like story and her upcoming and so mm-hmm. everything she's done and working on her YouTube series and her, all yeah. the work she did to just put that YouTube series together, yet alone be offered the HBO you know mm-hmm. contract to run whatever she's doing. Like it really like only you would ever see your vision. Yeah, and it's like you have to pull together these resources because there's the no thing. one else you can actually rely on to create that vision for you because you see it how you see it. And it's so mad that you even say that. Sorry, but. Mm. the fact that because that's actually that's something that you had to do right you had to like you said you were in essence what do you want to say begging but you were mm. you had a vision mm. and you were sort of having to pull people together to sell that vision to them to use their time and skills and equipment to yeah. put that vision into a production you know what i'm mm. trying to say and so one thing i was reading today which is funny enough it talks about the difference between leadership and management mm. they say okay. leadership mm. is the ability to be able to sell your vision because you're the mm. only one who can see that vision but mm. your ability to get people together and to work in an interdependent way yeah. um, that's effective but based on the vision that you have is the difference between leadership and management whereas management is implementing the day-to-day tasks that are needed in order for that vision to become a success mm. i'm trying okay. to say yes. so when you say you don't even sometimes when i read that i was thinking raw so there's definitely been forms mm. where we've shown leadership in our whether it's been at work, yeah. whether it's mm-hmm. been in what we do, but we actually don't acknowledge it. Right. So that in itself shows you've got leadership tendencies in your in, in your character to be able to have a vision and mm-hmm. be able to get people to come together to then work on that vision. Because essentially none of them were thinking about it until you came came about and showed them that, you know what I'm yeah. trying to say? So just wanted to let you know. I think you know. In <laughs> as well, especially when you're in the workplace environment, you're always waiting for someone to be like, oh, choose me as a leader. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. there's not anyone to say like, or... I think if anything, you should say to yourself, I am the leader and mm. I can learn these skills. And yeah, how do I improve? No, no, definitely. Right. Definitely. Do you, do, you, yes. do you understand? So, um, yeah. No, you, I definitely took up the challenge. Um, and it was a challenge that I kind of put on myself because right. no one put it on me. Mm. Yeah, right. But, I mean, shout out to everybody that believed in me right from then, mm. from my mum that got me the camera in the first place to the editor that edited it right mm. at the last minute mm. and pulled it through. Mm. Um, because it was, it was, it was so great to have so many talented people under one roof, yeah. working on one project. Yeah, mm. like just that, that drive, that drive, yeah. that energy. Yeah. What it comes with is that creative energy in it. Is creates magical yeah, moments, it's man. Fiery. Yeah, it, it generally yeah. makes you realize, you know, this was actually all for a purpose. Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. When, when it becomes a full circle moment, you just, you just actually sit back and be like, 
also, yeah. It also shows you that shit. It also shows you though, like the power of when everyone's singing off the same hymn sheet, though, as well. Yeah. But like, when, and the when, importance when, of finding people who sing off the same, same hymn sheet, sheet. Yes, bro. Like, course. honestly, because it's like, again, you know, if you, especially when you have an organization, the best, I feel like the best organizations that thrive and are successful, whatever it is you do, like when you've got a group of people, because I don't just look at organization as companies, I look at it as a group of people who've come together, can be a group mm. of creatives, right. and you have a project in mind. That's an organization you've organized to come together in it. But I feel like the difference between those settings that succeed and those that fail mm. is if there's a value or core principle that aligns with everyone within that group. Yes, right. common ground. To come in, to common ground to be able to work from that place to know, okay, this is where we are at. These are the principles that we have at our core or within the organization that we want everyone who's involved in this project to abide by right. and step in this way when we're doing works in this organization to be able to get to the promised land. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, um, in like again, like it's just, it's really, really um, amazing to see what can be done when Honestly. you know people come together. And that's why, when we, um, Andre, you know, said that you know you could have the opportunity to interview, and I'm not going to say interview. Have you on as a guest? Because I don't want it to be that interview. <laughs> like an interview. You know what I'm trying to say, have you on as a guest? Yeah. Not that you're not worthy of being interviewed because you are. <laughs> of course. No, you know what I mean. But. And then, you know, essentially when we had that quick conversation with you, just so, you know, you could get a feel for, for us and whatnot. Um, yeah. I was really excited to have you on because I was like, you know what? Even with um, when you sort of, you, you, said, you said a little thing about why you started getting into film essentially and, you know, how you have a message that you want to sort of get across, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we also have that same not the same message, but we also have a message we want to get across. Uh, mm-hmm. But ultimately, I feel like the message is the same, just in different dynamics. Um, obviously, I'm going to touch a little bit onto your, like, your No Comprendo yeah. um, uh, documentary. Yeah. Right. And Miles gave me a look like I said it was... Like no, it was I'm, I didn't let me I was listen to you. Like I've had a mistake. You're right now. But essentially, you know, I, I like the... Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I believe the passion was behind it and the reason behind it to an extent was to educate people who are being misrepresented within that sort of environment based on not understanding the terminology that's being used in those settings, right? Exactly. So essentially it's to give people some self-confidence, self-esteem to be best equip themselves when they're in those situations so they can come out of them in a much more better place. Right. Um, and I kind of feel like that's what we do in podcasts, just that with life lessons that we learn, knowledge that we come across, guidance wisdom experience and then i guess we want to share that on the platform Mm. and give other people self-esteem and self-confidence who maybe don't have that in their support network around them because it might be really negative not and that's Mm. one thing you know so yeah like i just knew that we had to come together to make this moment magical Mm. but um just no problem but just going on there because i already mentioned i kind of feel like we might as well go there of course um um you I Before saw. you do that, sorry, round of applause, please. Okay, because that's what I was going to start. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Get no, straight no, to no, the no, no, round of applause, like please. Someone, someone steered the ship here. Miles or Andre, do you want to take it? Because you know where I was going. Settle the nerves. Right. You're trying to make right. the nerves come back. <laughs> <laughs> just because we're just so proud no, of, of, them, of, what, of what you've done. Right, and... Like, and oh, Thank you. Guys, go Andre, on. Andre, would you like to kind of you know, lead on. on this part of... <laughs> no comprendo. Let me let me shed the light on Yao. Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like we'll leave this. Let's week. do this. I'll do this. Okay. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> so obviously, um, prior to um, us reaching out to you um, and kind of just touching base, um, you've obviously been doing your thing and working hard. 
Um, and I'm aware that you your short film that you've done, which Jamie was speaking about, No Comprendo, mm. was nominated for, um, correct if I'm wrong, in two international film festivals. Yes. Mm. Big round of applause for that again. And congratulations for that as well. Um, and, and can we also state that, because correct me if I'm wrong, was that not for a project of your sort of like your equivalent of a dissertation in a sense? Yeah. For so uni. I could tell you about it if you want to know about it. Yeah, please. Please. That's please. what I want to know. Please, please. <laughs> I mean, again, when you're ready yeah. for the rum to cool the right. nerves, just let us yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Just pour that. I need the rum now. Okay, there we go. We got there you. We go. We got she you. said bartender. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, listen. Actually, you want to pour yourself want, as well? I just want a shot. Just a okay. shot. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, we know that. Start small. Next, we know the bottle's gone. Listen, I can't lie. I've become accustomed to Ray because no, of. No, listen, I don't want to. My heavy hitters know about Ray, man. Listen, I can't so, do that because I play for a football team, so that's cool. They know about and the heavy the Ray nephew, man. So it's crazy. It's them with you for that. I don't drink Ray, you know me. I know, that's I what you're saying, isn't it? You see, what, you like see it. peer pressure. So, yeah. <laughs> no, if you Jeremy, don't drink Ray, you need to take it easy. Yeah, no. That, that's don't, 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 wait, wait, wait. Uh, Jeremy, uh, what? Don't come and throw my name under the bus. Jeremy was giving me um, peer pressure. Ah, uh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Talk to us about a little bit more then about No Comprendo and that whole journey and experience up to and all the accolades you've received for it since. Yeah, like the ideas behind it. So, um, No Comprendo is essentially about exactly what you said language and communication in the criminal justice system and fair access to justice so um it's not about people trying to get off when they've actually done it it's about people understanding how to communicate with their legal defense team Mm -hmm. and how to not okay so it's not about trying to dodge the system or find loopholes or anything like that it's solely about being able to communicate and understand the language that's used not just in court but along the entire process from the police because a lot of people get into problems along the criminal justice system right from when they have an interview at the police station so it's how you communicate with the police and your solicitor and along the way then at court and even then further along with probation as well mm. um and for people with specific needs any other service and professional that comes in between that mm. because they all have a duty and the duty is the goalposts get moved basically it's a, it's a blur <laughs> <laughs> depending on who they're they're loyal to it can i mean i mean they it depends on what what professional we're speaking about mm. but generally it's a duty to you know f- follow procedure and protocol in the system right right so they're most people are perfunctory they're like just tick box people they're right. not actually there because they care and when Going you're dealing with crime yeah. and justice mm 
that's people's lives. Right, yeah. right, so right, right. An element of care has to be applied, which absolutely. is absolutely the criminal justice system, not just in this country. You find that in many countries where most of us come from is not any better to be honest that we <laughs> definitely need to look at probably you know younger generation and this, our generation you know working ourselves to professions or studying up to professions that can take up space to actually tackle Implement these problems right, 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 right. because um, the problems are just so far reaching so there are layers mm, no of course um and i think it's something that you know what what you're highlighting is something that's very important specifically within you know i'm going to say within our community um and you know just uh, minority ethnic uh, people people mm. communities in general because um i feel like even with recent events you can you can right. you can you know that you know we we are targeted by the criminal justice system mm. um you can look at it in so many different dynamics but whether it's circumstances that, that made people in our community make those actions to bring mm. them to a situation or from the other side of it even when we do get there you know and you know that nine times out of ten the individual in the situation shouldn't be there but again they are taken advantage of i'd say mm. because they're not they don't have that knowledge i think the fact that you're shedding light on it is something very important because to an extent, we also have to do better on our end to educate ourselves, to know yeah, these things so that when we are in those situations, at least we've got the correct tools or at least know the direction we need to go to to get the correct tools, you know what I'm mm. trying to say, and not take and get taken advantage of. You see, there's, there's, you know, because there's so much problems, especially with um, being black and British, mm-hmm. what we go through specifically is very different to what, other black people yeah. around mm-hmm. the world we have a very unique experience here mm. and i think it's a lot to be a martyr for the cause mm. to take on the um any of our experiences that we know is unjust and we know is a problem yeah, yeah. it's a lot to take that on and to be right the running for to that. yeah continue to challenge it it has to be joint effort exactly it definitely has to be um people have done researches documentaries books reviews they've suggested ways to implement things that can help change the problem Mm. but then we still find we have very similar and very bad Mm. experiences unfortunately yeah um so it's hard to um, decide on what you want to help change mm. um, and then to get the means, whatever means one would know how to, to, do so. um, to then go forward. But what led me to the criminal justice system was my own experience, to right. put it simply. Right. Um, from the way I grew up, the people, not just what I went through myself, mm-hmm. but the people that I grew up around yeah. right. and what they went through, mm. that's what led me to wanting to look further into the criminal justice justice system. Right. Um, I'm, there's still, like, I'm at the point where I've literally just done one documentary film 
um, about a young man's experience who's still in a very bad situation and just doing a film doesn't change anything. Okay. Right, no. right. There has to be so much more that comes off the back of that. Right. And I mean, I don't have all the answers. Not no, one course, person does. Right. But it's still the the collective that just to just to to give people an idea. Um, what would you say are some of the situations that we might face in those kind of situations where we don't, based off the language, mm. we actually don't know that we may be doing more harm to ourselves because sometimes for example i know for example no com no comment a quite a common oh, thing I to say it, even right. even yeah, in rap songs and that rappers will say yeah i'm in the station saying no comment no comment mm. but then is that always the best line of defense is you know what i'm trying to say so could you just sort of shed a bit of so before you go into that there yeah. is actually a study that suggests that um the reason why the fame uh community is uh get long longer custodial sentences yeah is because of the no comment and um yeah. agenda yeah. yeah not to I, cut I, you I, off but yeah. again it's because i feel like it's that's something that's heavily heavily promoted within our community whenever like if whether you've seen it on movies whether you hear it in rap songs anything that portrays us you know they will always say whenever they get into that situation the first thing they're saying is no comment so yeah. of course like is when you as a young black male now whether that's your favorite rapper that's your favorite film series whatever right. you see that and you get yourself in that situation that's the first thing you're going to say because it's right. not it's not spoken about hence why right. i feel like your documentary no comprehension i think the reason why that's the first thing to say is because of in all honesty black people's feelings and perceptions towards the authority in the first place anyway you know what i mean yeah when yeah. you are stopped by authorities, you don't want to necessarily be saying an, anything answering to, to their questions or yeah. feel the need to expose parts of yourself if that makes sense mm -hmm. you know what i mean it will always some some sometimes automatically are just straight up the offense you know like there's times when i've i've seen like a, there was actually one time where i was outside um i, I left gym mm -hmm. and i was walking underneath the car park and i had seen a black boy literally right in front of me being stopped by police obviously i work in the education system and i've worked with young boys before so mm. I'm gonna stop. Mm -hmm. He's another black boy in my area that I'm, I feel the authority, the, the reason, or the yeah, I have the. I feel like I have the authority to, to feel to kind of just be there. Um, <clears throat> and he just seemed he was moving very sporadic, very very unruly, so to say. Um, and part of me was like, if you want them to leave you alone, your actions is doing the complete opposite of that. You know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes some of us in love within our culture are so quick to. Yeah, no, fuck the police, fuck this, leave me alone, don't do this. Mm. That, the, as soon as you become combative, you have fit the image, you fit whatever they're looking for. Yeah. You've become aggressive, you have literally fit the mold, fit the picture. And finding a way out of that when you don't have the common sense of their common language puts you in a very common position for many yeah, black exactly. people. Yeah. Exactly. Except, you know what, we already know the, the perception that we have of the police and right. professionals in general growing up, it already has us under defence and many of us are unreceptive to them even when they come in and say we're here to help we are exactly we still yeah mm -hmm. because you mentioned that most of the time with no comment um it's the fact that we don't really get along with the police but in those circumstances it's solicitors that advises it's, it's their true. client yeah to go no comment and that's because there's a cultural clash most of the time mm. and a young black boy or girl um 
will see a solicitor, even though they come and they say, oh, I'm here to help. They already have an idea yeah. of the system. Yeah. And anyone that comes through that door is on the other side. Right. Right. On their side. Yeah. And the criminal justice system is very adversarial. Mm. It puts people up against each other. Right. And when you're seeking justice, that's not what justice is yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Because something wrong has happened, yeah. clearly. Mm-hmm. So if something wrong has happened, you're going to try to work with people the best way you possibly can mm. to find out the truth, not get them up against each other and get them... It's For me, when I... When I've been in court myself, mm-hmm. when I've attended court because it's, you know, to support somebody else, when I've even watched it in the movies because the movies are, you know, a good enough example right. of okay. what Real actually happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they're literally toying with people's lives because it's no, most of the time it's no longer about the truth. It's about mm. who can win. win. Right, right, right. And I've, I've and, and, and right. to add to mm. that. And that's mm. so dangerous. Mm. Very dangerous. If it's if it's about who can win, it's no longer about the person that's in the dock or the family, you know, the witnesses or the family that's in the gallery. Mm. It's no longer about them. It's about those professionals mm-hmm. and them trying to get their scores up, them trying to work their way up the ladder. And that's what I found, even interviewing a lot of the professionals. Mm. You know, they would answer their questions on camera and then they'll always say things off camera that's always adding depth to the problems in the justice system. And one barrister said to me that um, a lot of solicitors would advise their clients, mostly young black boys, Mm. to say no comment because they don't want their own children to be in those positions. And obviously when you just read between the lines, Mm. they're trying to progress their own career because having a client say no comment, Mm. it depends on how the case goes. It's not always Mm. set in stone, but more than likely they're going to be a, they're going to go through. They always try to, so most of the time they try to avoid going through a trial mm. where a client would own up to whatever the offense is, yeah. whatever the charges are. And um, they would say, you know, say no comment. You're better off say no comment because it's more than likely going to be guilty, a guilty plea. Mm. So you, we just have to work with the justice system, see what what is the the least they can give you. Even, yeah. even, mm. even if the likelihood, if they do go to trial, maybe the person could, potentially bust case they, would they still advise that go down that route most of the time that's what a lot of black boys find that's the experience that they come forth mm. come forth with um i'm not a young black boy i've been through the criminal justice system myself and right. i've had that experience right 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 where, you know the charges are brought against a person and they've looked at the circumstances the um defendant yeah at the time suspect is is not speaking because they're either shy, scared, or reluctant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the solicitor feels like the best course of action is to say no comment because if they say something that can later jeopardize them, right. that would be too much to rectify. Yeah. So, I mean, most solicitors, I guess, in it, it 
they feel like they're in their right to do that that's best for mm. their client and they'll say that they're being it's like damage limitation yeah, to an extent kind it, of thing in, in a way you know? because it might be best for their client that's the thing but the problem here is the fact that there's a cultural barrier that's the problem the fact that yeah. a lot of people that come from our community don't feel comfortable enough to tell them the truth of their position in a crime or a situation and that leads to a lot mostly mostly young black boys going to prison when they probably shouldn't right that's what the problem is because they're right. too scared it, it, or yeah. reluctant and they basically to tell the truth maliciously complied with what they've been told is the way to go when right. really it's just come back to burn them and put them in a worse situation right. exactly right. Right. and the phrase that police say when a lot of people have already dissected it you know when they say a phrase um when they're arresting someone can't remember it word for word well, whatever you do say will be questioned or used against you in court as evidence yeah, or whatever yeah. it is yeah, yeah yeah whatever that phrase is when people has broken it down it does actually work against someone in court mm, whatever you do, you do or don't, don't say, say will work against you in the court mm. and it's it's just it's almost like with the language they use not just at the police station the police mm. how they try to that like, kind of use trickery to not be honest they just mm. they intimidate people they interrogate them they use they have their methods of trying to get people to own up to something or sp speak about something they yeah. love and especially with young black boys i mean i can only speak for people in our community i don't know what other people go through yeah but it's almost like they don't if one of them could possibly be a witness to something mm -hmm. they treat them like the a ones, perpetrator right. yeah yeah and a lot of them have that experience that they may have been there when something have happened when when something has happened but they're not treated like they're a witness, witness. and witness should be, witnesses should be protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're treated like perpetrators. It's almost as if they want to coerce through. you into saying, yeah, I've yeah. done this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or so, because they know they're associated with or they may know people, but what other people do might not have anything right, to do with do. them, right, but they're right. tied into that through you Just know, laws like or, joint enterprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually went through that experience um, when I was younger. I was actually in school. And I wasn't Sorry, the greatest. Can I get some fruit punch, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. thank you. Um, I wasn't actually bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Let's run it up. Let's run it up like 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 that. What's that podcast where they had Kanye and they had so much drink on there? What was it? Drink shanks. Drink shanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, "What do you want? Some hashiki? No more, some habiki? No, no, some no, habiki? No, no, no. Sure. You don't want another shot? Yeah. Okay. We ain't got we ain't no, got no habiki, but we got some. We got some rare. If you want that as well, yeah. You know, I'm not driving, so. No, I'm alright. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but it's just, just to say, you know, we got There's water right? too. You know, we don't yeah. dehydrate our, 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 our <laughs> Yeah, guests. no, water's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so you were, you were saying... So, so as I was saying, um, as a teen, I went through that um, experience of uh, guilty by association. Mm -hmm. um, and that was traumatising for me because although I was around people who were going through the criminal justice system, Mm -hmm. it wasn't so direct it wasn't like and i think when it came directly to me my parents didn't know how to handle that they've never been in that sort of situation mm -hmm. so 
when I've uh, been arrested, my mum is like, like, what is, like, me, like, I'm, I'm scared to come home late before I get beaten. So for <laughs> me to get arrested is, is quite deep. Um, and they obviously arrested me and used the usual um, terms. Terms, that yeah, yeah. That they say. Usual jargon. Um, um, and it was found out in court that I actually didn't do anything. But I still received... Um, uh, what's it? Cautions? No. NFA? Um, and it was on my record until I was 18 oh, no down. way so I had to I had to literally go through my life like, applying for jobs and stuff like that and it was traumatizing for me because there was a job that I went for uh, with the council and it came up on my DBS and I was just like this just makes me seem like yeah like, like, yeah. yeah literally yeah and um, I didn't realize I wasn't even told that after 18 it can get you can get it erased off your record your, your record yeah, yeah. it depends uh, it depends on the nature of the it, it depends yeah, yeah, yeah it depends but the fact that i had to go through that experience and yeah, of course. Court, especially when i wasn't actually involved i was just literally in that vicinity yeah so yeah. for me to go through that whole experience i feel like there's a lot of people and I, it didn't actually click to me until um, I was in college and you know you start having these conversations and you have certain yeah. friends and certain friendship groups that are actually going through serious issues and mm. it's like mm-hmm. wow so I can only imagine what they have to go through yeah no, you, honestly because um, and that's even crazy because that's stuff I didn't even know you know mm. I'm, it's kind of even sad mm. but I yeah, I, I say I say like like to the point where um I've obviously been stopped by police before and mm. they ask you the question, have you been arrested? And I go, no, because mm. I generally have never been arrested. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. The look on their face when they hear that though, it's mm. like, what? Yeah, like, you've I'm never been arrested. arrested yeah. Yeah, are you sure you're not lying? Yeah. Because if you are lying, then you know mm. we're going to find out, right? And I'm like, right. I promise you, like, why would I lie? That's a shame. Right. But that, that's Honestly, what we're dealing with. You know what I'm trying to Honestly. say? Like, they are in shock because it's like, no, 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 I've had, and I've had situations where I've been involved with police, but I've always just kind of kept my cool. Yeah. Mm. One time, like, I've even just... The odds were stacked against me to the point where police was telling me that I'm getting arrested. They're like, boy, they were dancing. They were like, boy, with everything that you've got, you're about to be you're, you're, mm. about, you're about to be in handcuffs in a bit. So then, but funny enough, without going into too much context, everything I said, I checked out. Yeah. Because I wasn't lying, you know what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, obviously, they've done everything, and then they've come out and said, wow, like, I can't believe you haven't you've escaped that because in the end all I escaped with, 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 with a fine <laughs> with a fine I'll never forget his face the guy looked like Rylan the one that used to be on B, um, uh, what was it Big, Big Brother. Brother yeah yeah and man said I got PTSD listen <laughs> no, no, I forget his face like, listen because he was so cheeky he was so like he was the one that was smiling I remember his smirk thinking mm. how can you be so happy no, to, to say it's, 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 them, it's them as like, like right like, 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 as, as if they're getting like police officers because listen I it's like with your dopamine effect it's like unfortunately they get high i don't have anything good to say about police officers and that's fair yeah. because it's on your experience or if, it, if it was something that you had an experience and it's what other people have but in saying that though my, my experience is very opposite to many others because i partially feel like a unicorn because <laughs> i've actually <laughs> never been stopped stop and search arrested any of those things no like way. i swear to god that's crazy. That's there's been there's, there's been a time where I've been I, I was cautioned because apparently I fit a description of someone. When, I think was you there? 
car park when we in my brother's car at that time. But of course, when we were all there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. And they stopped. They were like, "Yeah, can we search? We're gonna give you a caution because yeah. we just feel like you know." Well, they gave me a caution because of you know other stuff, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like they they was like, "Yeah, you fit the description." Pop They put me in handcuffs and and done their search and then let me go. I was like, "But that's only happened once in your life." And that's only happened once. So, so for me, mm-hmm. my frustration and pain towards how the criminal justice system treats individuals, specifically black boys and black girls. It affects me because I know that it can it can still happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, regardless but of anything. It, I want to hear more of your experience, like once in your lifetime. That's good, to right. be honest. Yeah. Because there's too many times I hear multiple times. Right. Yeah, and right. we know that they, even when someone's a child, right. when they rightfully shouldn't be manhandled and mistreated or maltreated, right. mm-hmm. they will still have their they'll way with children right. and be stopping and searching mm-hmm. them, strip searching them, mm-hmm. and doing all sorts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get a lot of people, we get, I mean, I don't know, when back in the day, not so much now, I mm. think because social media, we have more more voices now. Yeah. And um, people are really speaking up about our issues and experiences. Um, but back in the day, I found more, a lot of people saying like, just suck it up. You know, we, we always just go right. around yeah. doing this whole, oh, it's because I'm black kind of yeah, thing. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And whatever, whatever we felt like was unfair mm. would put it down to it's because mm-hmm. we were black and we knew mm-hmm. that was the reason mm-hmm. but we didn't have a, a like a collective voice or yeah. platform yeah there wasn't that that, that wasn't there for us for yeah. us to actually prove it and we didn't have so much of the labels that we know now like passive aggression and mm. you know misogyn- misogynistic and all of yeah. these terms that we go by to actually explain the unfair treatment yeah, right. yeah 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 now we do but remember when we used to have quite a lot of people from our community saying like like suck up it's a white man's world it's stuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i i've always had it in me like from when i was young like i refuse to accept that right mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like that 100 percent someone has made it like that or some a group of people has made it like that or a culture has made it like that like you said that that you know yeah. what i'm trying to say because yeah. to an extent yeah also like someone's only gonna it's kind of like when someone is manipulating you right they're gonna keep doing it so long as you let them that's what i'm trying to say mm. so yes. in that context that you're just talking about there it's no different you know um and I do agree. I feel like we was in a period where we just used to accept because we're black and it's a white man's world. Right. But then it's like, actually, I feel like now we're in a space where it's like, because of social media, because we have more resources at our disposal, mm. because we our voices can be heard much more. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, it's not a white man's world at it's all. Not. It's a world for all of us and to live in. You know what's mad as well, with regards to the policing and stuff as well. So yeah. on Saturday, I went to the theatre mm-hmm. and I watched um, for black boys who consider suicide when the who gets too heavy. Mm. Um, and one of the mm. monologues, yeah, that was it was a very heavy show, like very heavy. And you watched it as well, like yeah. that's something we'll discuss. I actually Definitely, want us to discuss yeah, that another same. time. But um, something that they said that really stuck out to me was doctors don't go go out looking for patients, dentists don't go out looking for people's teeth to pull out. Why do the police go out there looking for black people? Because that's what they basically do. Yeah, and it's mad Whoa. because obviously that po- that in itself Oof. is highly subjective because there's times where they do save people they do c- yeah, prevent crime from happening of course. of course cool but on the bigger scale of things 
it's like they particularly set out their agenda. Now, you know when we've worked in jobs where you have a morning briefing, it's as if the morning briefing is, here's your limit of your target, your telly, of whatever it is, catch these boys, catch these niggas, catch these, whatever it is they, they use. Because we don't know what words they're using when they're inside their offices and their places of work. Mm-hmm. And they come out to carry out their, whatever it is they need to do. But I think they have more of a systemic approach to what you've described. Yes, right. um, definitely. So I wouldn't say that's... It's that's definitely much more calculated. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah. So and, and that's literally it. They have to do, they have yeah. to do, so they have like to back do in the PR, day, going out, to going to grab a Again, man, black yeah. subjective, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. A, it's a new time, so it's yes. PR now. So yeah, they have, like you said, they can't just... And I feel like uniformed. Yeah, and I feel like... Um, some sometimes be very professional about it. Yeah. And they, they can... They have... A demeanor about them, like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Also, okay. Right. I feel like the, the UK, the UK are very good at doing that. Areas, you know, they have like certain codes for different. Yeah. Areas yeah. Where they they have bro, bro, yeah, the exactly. UK, the UK are very good at coming across one way, but then with coming around the corner with their other arm to really mm. push their real narrative. Right. So I'm trying to say and they're but, very slick and at I doing. I feel like that. that's a culture of some British people. They like to have their what's mm. the um. They do. They have microaggressions. That's yeah. that is their culture yeah, to yeah. microaggress people. Yeah, and but uh, we're very uh, us as a people. We're just very out there. Yeah, right. we say it as it is. We we carry ourselves. What you see is what you get. Yeah, with yeah. most of us. With most of us, but I feel like the culture in the UK or how how we are in the UK compared to the US mm. is that they're very outspoken in general, and that's one thing mm. I realized. Like being in the US and coming back to London, I'm just like, everyone's just so like passive. It's just like, oh yeah, we'll deal with it. Like even yeah. when we do say how we feel, it's very mm. much like half-hearted. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I feel, sorry. I feel like, yeah. yeah. Up, but yeah. it is very half-hearted compared to the US. And it's crazy because I feel like how their criminal justice system is mm. compared to ours. It's like a conveyor belt with them. I think it's worse. Okay. Or just as bad as what I would say, actually. I feel like this is where the complacency within us comes from because we're looking outside saying, you know what, though? We ain't got as hard as them. So whatever we get here, it's like, ah, it's like kind of take it with a pinch of salt because it's like, it could be. The thing is, yeah, we have to remember where we are and our population here. Like, we have to remember how many of us there are. Yeah. And how many of us are actually in prison? Mm. Mm. And that's not right. Yeah. Right. Something when you, when you, very, when you look at the, the numbers. Yeah. Apparently, because I never go by statistics. And I mean, I never actually take the statistics, statistics as, as gossip, actual yeah. literature. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because You've always got to. There's, there's, there's always a narrative that yeah. they're trying to put out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But um, it's very much general. Apparently, we're like 3%. Uh, yeah. We're only. Like three percent in, in the UK, of the, yeah. in the, the UK, UK population, like black people in the UK 3%. are three percent. Yeah, yes. yeah, but that's normal. You know when I think so about it, it's why, why are so many of us complaining about similar problems? Mm. Bear in yeah. mind, it's UK, not just London. London's yeah. very UK. diverse, so we, we will see that. But Northern Ireland, UK. Scotland, Wales, England. Not just yeah. London. So, so there's only a little, but, a little bit of the us UK here. Is. There's not black. No, 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 <laughs> 3% is still a lot. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of people still. Like yeah. there's still a when lot of When you break down the statistics and figures Definitely. behind it, it's a lot. It but a lot. still, there's not... But when you compare those there's numbers not to... that, that many of us here, right. for so many of us to be going through bad experience. That can't be a coincidence kind of thing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's obviously designed. We know that. So many people have said it. And that's the thing. I feel like they... 
try and get like they have this narrative where oh, I, you, I don't know if you've seen it now. They have like billboards of like black and or BAME police officers around where they're like yeah to make yeah, it seem like to I, make I, it seem I, as if they're yeah, not. I saw an advert. No, no, I didn't like it. It got on my, my nerves. My I'm sorry. Behind that was like <laughs> what they what are they trying to do is make the police more relatable. What you need to do is literally break the whole system down whole because system you can get another black policeman in there. But yeah, but so this will actually brings me to my next question because I kind of mm. want to stir the conversation in a more positive light because we obviously know there's problems there and yeah. that you know one even though the documentary that you do is an excellent piece and also I'm gonna ask you about this question later. Let me just continue <laughs> before I go on a, on a tangent. But okay, what? can we do clearly we know there's an issue what can we do as black people within our community to educate ourselves but maybe also educate our fellow brothers and sisters our cousins our younger cousins who maybe might be in that situation we might even be in a situation one time you never know but just so that if we do find ourselves in that situation because like you said it's not gonna it's not a one-size-fits-all approach to this problem right mm. but i feel like at least let's equip ourselves for the stuff that we're going to do so when we do come right. across it more of us are falling through the cracks so and coming out of, of defense. That. Yeah, so I'm yeah, trying yeah. to say it's a bit of defense. So it's like, so, because I know, for example, and I don't, I haven't tapped into it, but there was a period where I was trying to educate myself and stuff like that, right? And yeah. I came across this article that was speaking about legalese. And I was like, mm. what the hell is legalese? Which spoke about basically it's English, but in legal, in legal, in legal context. So, yeah. in other words, do you understand me? as I'm saying it to you now in English, it's not the same thing when you say, do you understand me in legalese? You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Am, am I, am I on the right lines there? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So like, Definitely. so essentially I was gobsmacked and I was like, rah. Mm. So when the police says, do you understand me or something like that? It's basically you and you say, yes, you're actually not saying, do you understand me to, do you comprehend what the guy is saying? But you're actually saying, you kind of give him the authority to do what he's about to do to you. Yeah, mm. there are certain phrases. There, and there's certain say, little yeah. phrases which they cut mm. and it's like, the fact that I didn't know that, and I'm probably sure a lot of guys who are going to listen to this didn't know that either, yeah, is the big difference. So, And I remember when, um, you know, I did come across this group who knew about this and were trying to educate were they, people about it. Were they it. giving out little cards? Yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes they were. There was a period, yeah, you know, yeah. me and Jeremy went through our protesting meals, like, we're going to go <laughs> yeah, to these yeah, events yeah, yeah, and yeah. meet a lot of like, people. <laughs> a lot about yeah. that um, yeah. organisation, I mean... There, there are quite a few organizations yeah. doing similar things, mm-hmm. but the one I'm speaking about is called Freedom Festival. Okay. And, um, okay, so there's a lot to go into when it comes to language police. But, but just to keep it concise, for yeah. let people go do their own research as well. I think no, first, of course. But, yeah. but um, many, many police officers don't know the law themselves. Let me just make mm-hmm. that very clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many police officers don't know how to, they are obviously there to enforce the law, but ask them to state it. They and they'll be looking at you like, uh, riffity, riffity, and they love us. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. get in it. Let me tell you why that's a big problem. Because how do you not know what you are enforcing? Exactly. What kind of people are you employing? So clearly they're there for another reason. Of course. If they haven't taken the time to truly study and take on like the information they need to be able to apply it in the most, you know, when you in every you know, training, you, they always teach you about best practice. Yeah, whatever. yeah. You know, the, the best way to apply what you've been taught. Good PR, call it. I don't know how they're training police Bruh. officers. Bruh. But Bruh. there's a if lot, there's a lot of lack there. Listen. There's a lot. And so that's one thing, but you asked me a question. You asked, 
Because so we like, already know that no one, not one person has all the answers. We already right. know that. But if there was a place to start. But one thing I could advise people on, no matter what age, no matter what gender, mm-hmm. race, creed, whatever, wherever you come from, learn how to communicate the best way you can. Mm-hmm. It's about communication. It's, it's not about, you know, trying to trick people or you know manipulate people no mm. i mean I'm, I'm always about being honest and yeah. transparent yeah because that's that. the best way to get through life 100 percent. no one is no one should you shouldn't feel anyone is powerful enough to hold you against your word mm-hmm. right. so you should mm-hmm. always feel like you can speak the truth mm. at the very least but the criminal justice system sometimes has people some kind of way and we get that no of course but if you learn how to communicate the best way you can in the environment you are, with the kind of people that you see around you, mm-hmm. I guess you'll be just about all right. Dude, you're giving yourself yeah. a fair shot, at mm, least, isn't it? At yeah, least. yeah, yeah. And I think that's very, very important because I feel like that message is not spoken enough or even said enough or mm. taught enough to our young young members or just, just people in general, which I'm trying to say. Like, mm. I feel like True. it's very, like, you know... You see the police, they're the authority, give up all your rights kind of thing and but, just submit. Right. But that's not but this, always the case. And in adding that as well, yeah. in adding mm. that, I think it's important for, because I feel like a, some of, a lot of people who kind of face some of these circumstances and situations, a lot of their parents as well don't actually have much knowledge of the justice system themselves. Or the money. For the or the money as well. So it, it yes. kind of affects yeah. the knowledge that they can pass on because there's not much that they can apply or help. You know what I mean? And then they also get a bit ginnels in a way, yeah. so to say, yeah. mm-hmm. from because they're like, well, we don't know any better. So whatever they say, it mm-hmm. goes, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, and that has a greater effect as well because we become so okay with, like, our part of the history, it seems like sometimes we just come so okay with whatever it is that they, people do because they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that we're not able to upskill ourselves. It doesn't Absolutely. mean that we're not able to equip ourselves with the knowledge needed to move forward and to kind of. Better control ourselves. our narrative. Exactly. Yeah. Control our narrative. In, what, in life, in itself, yeah. you know what I mean. Hundred percent. Because you will face a lot of challenges. There will be a lot of adversity that comes up, that comes your way, um, and you need to know how to be able to communicate right. in those situations to give yourself the best chance. You know, right. at That's coming out of that. And it, on that topic, on that notion as well, I wanted to ask you, Bacola, because mm-hmm. you mentioned during the time of doing poetry and doing all those things as well you was also at school but then you also kind of went through a period of not studying certain things to get to certain places and stuff Mm. so i guess my question to you now is how did you manage to overcome the challenges you faced growing up into where you are now because can i just say i hate miles because because that was my question (laughs) that i was gonna go listen okay let me let me hear both of your questions then Mm. and then i'll try to no, but right, it's no, I've just said un- mine. You lot, yeah. add yours. So it was literally along the same lines as Miles, because my challenge, my question was, look, number four, so you can see. <laughs> <laughs> what challenges see. have you faced along your journey and how did you deal with or overcome those challenges? challenges? Okay. Miles has said the same thing. No, so my one is slightly different. So my <laughs> one is, um, how do you think your upbringing has influenced your work of art, basically? My question is from Straight Vibes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's what yeah, yes. you got coming to practice shit. My thing's from straight vibes, bros. Yeah, cool, bro. I hear it. Okay. No, literally, you love it. <laughs> sorry, condition. sorry. The the um, thing is really kicking in now, isn't it? But we love it. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 that shot went a long way, innit? We got you. We got you. We got you. Say the word. Say the word. Another one. Another one. So, another words, now put four up another one. Water already, Andre. You see, this is something that I don't know. This is someone I don't know what I'll do without. And my heart really, really, truly goes out to anyone who has lost their mother because my mum really, really, really pushes through anyway. And a lot of the time when I've been down and I've felt like there's literally no point. Mm, no way out. And it's too hard. Mm. And yeah. Because life gets real. Trust me. What? It gets real. It gets real. Humbles you real fast. Trust real me. Fast. Yeah. Burn your bum real quick. Like, like oh. there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's what you go through, like, with your own personal life. Mm. And then when you look at the bigger picture, just the world in general, you know, what we go through mm-hmm. all over the world. Yeah. It's like exactly. the black experience all over, listen, everywhere. Mm, <laughs> might trying to beat me up. It's, yeah. it's very depressing. Trust mm. me, if you look into it. Oh, trust me. I've been there. It makes you want to like. <laughs> no, wish, bro, literally. I mean, I wish. Mm. The whole problems that we go through. As black people all over the world. I wish there was one person to hold to account because mm. it's just so many. Do you know what I mean? And it will be straight kill murder. Mm. I mean, it will be no question mm. because it's just so much and it's just so everywhere. Like, we, we, if you want to go back home, mm. there's problems there that we think, oh, it started from over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like, where are we running to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. But anyways... <laughs> no, 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 listen. But moving forward and on a positive note, um, my mum, mm. she really does make me see the light at the end of the tunnel, if you want to put it like that. And we love mums for that, um, come on. She, she's my moral support. Um, I'm still kind of have my moments where I'm still kind of wild and moving like a rebel and mm. I don't give a shit. Mm. And I, I have the kind of character where I don't want anyone to hold anything against me. So I will own up to everything fucked up that I've done. Mm-hmm. Like, bring it forth. We can, if it's rocking it out, let's do it. Mm. If it's, you know, writing it out, complaining, going through mm. the whole flipping mm. procedure, let's do it that way. Right. Going through yeah. court, whatever it is, mm. I will, if I don't know it, I'll learn it. Mm. Right. And we'll do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes energy. I love that. Come on, I love that. I love that. Trust up? me, I love that, bro. <laughs> but then you know, mum always reminds me life is too short. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. want to live long. You want to be happy. Mum's always putting it into perspective. All mm. of that, which is lovely. Like you, you're stretching your nerves. I mean, nothing. take it easy. <laughs> you know all of that. So. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Sorry. It's it's sorry. It's Yeah, I can't get into it now. But it's all good. It's all good. But um, okay. so that's the f- the first um, person that keeps me going. My son is amazing. Mm. That's an easy one for me because if he wasn't my son, if I met him as a person, he would be my best friend. Mm. Mm. That's oh, so that that is, I love that man. That is, it, he's just such a cool person. What, what, what I love that. Is he? He's 
July 20th, so cancer. Cancer. Okay. What, what's that song? Oh, you're Aries. Taurus. Oh, Taurus. 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 When's your birthday? When's your birthday? Saturday. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm 10th of May. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my, da- my dad is the fifth. Taurus. Anyway. Oh, my mum's fourth. Ah. My sister's the 12th. Taurus. My stepdad's seventh. I'm 28th. Of all of May. All of May. All of May. Listen, what out here? We're like a rash. We're like COVID. We're everywhere. We're like COVID. We're everywhere. Honestly. We're going to get into that. Listen, we're going to give that energy. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh my God. But really quickly, just because we just mentioned, has did COVID affect a lot of the things that you planned and tried to do? Adapted. On a row. A row. I was. Going up and down and about the place mm. throughout the right. lockdown. Yeah. Just as I was Same. too. Yeah. Yeah. As, as, as we were. Because yeah. I was like, fuck y'all. Living my life because I can't go through that. It was already stressful. Life is already right. stressful. Stress. Do you know what I mean? Bro, this time they got 550 quid. How things has unraveled. Mm-hmm. Right. Most of those politicians are pussy <laughs> <laughs> Let's not play games. You like, heard it they, first on layers of fucking life, life, yeah. Lives. Literally, no. literally. Pussy oh. lives, you know. <laughs> Trust me. Like, out here, out here giving people 10,000 pound fines for the same thing they're doing and only paying 50 pounds. If that doesn't tell you my rules were nonsense from the yeah, offset, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And, you know, we could do the whole cussing them out. It just adds to the list. Listen, it was yeah, just it does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's exactly, but, but it's but very, very frustrating that we're dealing with these kind of people. Listen, but... I can't lie because I'm I am weary of time. Yes. And yeah. you know, we, we we've obviously loved having you on the show. Yeah. We could be here forever. But yeah. I kinda have one question. Mm. Um again, you know me, like I started off deep, so maybe I might end deep, but actually this is a nice question, isn't it? Because I thought about this and you know, I thought this kind of would wrap us up nicely, in it? Because again, I'm just gonna quickly say it because this these are these are stuff that, you know, you willingly promote and put out there, so I feel comfortable to say it. Yes. Um but obviously you left school with no GCSEs, right? And you yeah. made something of yourself. You also, you also promote that, you know, uh, well, not promote. I've cried about that. it. I'm laughing about it now, but I've actually cried about that. No, no, no. Definitely. Which is understandable. Mm. And I get that. But but this is, let me lead up to my question. Mm. So so you also, as per my research on your Instagram, state that you are you are a former get, former gangster, right? Yeah. So, so, so. <laughs> we've, we've taken all that into context That's now, all pun. Right? That is all pun. No, 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 of course, of course, of course. Trying to own up to so, like, my question, based taking all that into consideration now, is if the Bacola today, who sits in front of us in this very moment, mm. bringing all the experience and knowledge that she, you, and tell, could speak to the Bacola who left school with zero GCSEs in this very moment right now and give that Bacola words of advice, mm. what words of advice would you give her? I've asked people this question before. I know. It's a really nice question. That's yeah, why I was like, nice I'm going to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this cartoon laugh. <laughs> ah. you know what? I've written to myself before. I love that. Because so I'm trying to write a personal mission statement. Just saying. I'm trying to write a personal mission statement to myself. Oh, but okay. that's yeah. a conversation for another time. You and that really need to. Sorry. <laughs> I know. <you're> right. <laughs> Calm it down, no more. Sorry, I'm excited, man. You know me, I get excited about it's wisdom. Good. Put a couple of, on a naughty one. Nah, program. nah, I'm about to put myself on another one. <laughs> but, but, yeah. No, I love um, it. So my younger self, what yeah. would I say to my younger self? Just with everything that you've experienced to where you are right now, what would you tell her? Just a couple words of advice. Know how you felt at that moment. About the future, sorry. 
<laughs> like there's so much I would tell myself. In one line, there's a few things that just don't. That's the thing you can't even do the one line. The one line makes everything harder. Yeah. Whatever makes you okay, feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. 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 whatever. Yeah. Few whatever words. Few. Okay, a few lines. You can even bullet point it if you want. Literally, no pressure. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind is making enough money and get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this place is unhealthy mm. for me, anyways. <laughs> Not just for you, mate. For, for so a lot of people. My experience here. Has has been unhealthy, and I don't know if anywhere else is any better. Mm. So, but um, I've from what I've heard from like family members and friends, a lot of people are moving back home, and there is an essence there that makes us happy. Mm. Mm. That's that's I can resonate. I went Congo so, recently, and oof. And yeah, just here is just. Um, quality of life, innit? That's what you start thinking about after a certain, you get a certain age. You start thinking yeah, about the quality of life. Yeah, yeah, certain experience. Sure. yeah. and living age. in London. So if I'm going to stay in the UK, I definitely move, have to move out of London. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, it's just a lot going on and quality of life. You know, just trying to give yourself a chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give your health a chance, your mm-hmm. mind a chance. There's too much going on. And it's not like, I mean, you find racism. If it's not racism, it's colorism. Mm. You find it. There's no colorism, microaggression. Microaggression. Yeah, or the whole thing. White supremacy is managed to reach. Prejudicism. So it's, it's, Mm. wherever it's reached, it's there. Mm. So it's not like we can't get, we can get away from it all, but at least to limit it and limiting everything that's going on, I think, coming out of London at least. And, having very being disciplined with how I come off social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those two are things that I'm gonna be working towards. Okay. All right. But um there's a point I was gonna make and I can't remember. To, to answer the question to your younger self. Ah yes, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um there's like a few things I would say to my younger self, but another thing I'll definitely say is I'm still very like anxious about things mm. so i'm still you know being a student of life in general mm-hmm. yeah you know you do always having to remind yourself of what you've learned yeah and apply it yeah so you're always doing better mm-hmm. but believe in myself oh my gosh and it's so crazy that i think i'm gonna stop you there because and i think we can end on that because that is actually the message that is resonating with me right now in this mm-hmm. moment of life where i'm at mm-hmm. because Everything I do, I'm able to do. The confidence I'm able to portray when I'm in an environment where actually I'm really nervous, but you won't mm. think I am mm. because I just believe in myself. I have the security mm. and the guidance that I have based on my principles because I know that those principles are from the same principles that whether Christian will derive from God or from the Bible, something that's saying. It's in us, those, you know. It's like it's there. The answers are in us. Yeah. That's one We've thing that I've, definitely. I think is resonating with me now more in the last three months that has ever resonated with me in, ever. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. It's because I'm like, guys, the peace that we're looking for, that we want, that we that we, we pray to God for, it actually Just is going to come from us. Open that chest. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. So, so yeah, like, um, the fact that you said that, mm. I think is just something perfect for us to end on because ultimately, I feel like that's what different, differentiates successful people and people who, who fail, people who focus too much on their circumstances and think that that's the image of who they are and mm. people who 
look at that same situation and go, that's not going to define me and I'm going to change yeah. it. Yeah. And you know what? It's so mad because I forgot who I was speaking about, who I was speaking to actually. But there's some, I feel like that I'm the kind of person where I generally wish I didn't, I wasn't so consciously in my own head so mm. that I can just do. I think and analyze things far too much and think about how mm. it can, you know, like I'm just too analytical about things. Yeah. That worst case scenario. What, right. Thank you. And yeah. I feel like I process, I'm very, I think a lot in retrospect mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to just doing, mm. which isn't necessarily yes, a bad thing because yeah. I'm kind of coaching my mind to be aware of things, yeah. which kind of set, comes from the anxiety, I guess, of life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I feel like there's some people who just <laughs> manage to get the courage up and just, just do. I also believe it's, um, it, it goes with your, um, I'd say upbringing, but your mm. environment. Mm. Because if you're around people who just get up and do it, that's also going to be a part of you. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I think it's just understanding that change your environment. Mm. That, if that's what holds you back, change your environment. Mm. Do something different. Mm. Um, yeah, no, of course. But but to to, to finish because I know um, we're short for time. Um, obviously, congratulations on your your award. Thank you. So come on, come um, on. That was just to be specific because I think people get it all mixed up. Yeah. And I haven't actually been clear on social media, mm. but it was RTS Student Award. Yeah. So um, and because there's been quite a few like festivals that yeah. it's gone through. Right. When I was an independent filmmaker, freelancers, yeah. you have to put the effort behind mm. marketing, marketing and distribution yeah. of your content. Yeah. So the documentary is working its way, still working its way through film festival circuit. But sorry to cut you. No, yeah. no, that's fine. Yeah. I just wanted to say um, it's empowering that there Thank are you. many uh, black filmmakers and directors, and especially as a female in the industry, because it's always been yeah. a white male industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so well done for pursuing that. Uh, your dreams and um, just going with good intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and just don't give up. Just get the best quality of life that you can. And thank you for your experience. Mm. And I appreciate all your hard work. And, and um, just to add on as well, I feel like if anything, it's just the physical embodiment of your past doesn't define you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that you actually generally will. Mm have a moment in life where you actually can choose to live it in a different way yeah and i feel like some of us don't get that opportunity because our minds are just too busy yeah definitely Uh, Definitely. but when your mind really gets back to its i guess best state of being you then realize you have more power within yourself than you once did yeah Mm. no definitely and um with that being said nicola could you kindly let people know where they can go to go watch No Comprendo because I actually was like, I want to go see this when I actually done my right. research and understood mm. what it was about because like you, as you can probably tell, I kind of have an interest in all of that stuff. Like yeah. the fact that when it was all about legalism, so I was like, oh yeah, in my bag. I'm trying mm. to, you know, what do you, what was it you lot do? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. In your yeah, bag. No. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> Listen, so trust me, I don't know. Like, what is that thing you lot do? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, obviously, that's for cool. me, I was like, oh, I'd love to watch it. But I saw 
uh, Rich Mix, who are a charity based in East London, so y'all can yes. tell I've done my research, are mm-hmm. currently uh, screening it. They've done it on the 23rd and also on the 30th, so I believe. Women of the Lens Film Festival. Yes. It's currently yes. at Rich Which Mix. Which is yes. um, a black female. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yes. yeah. We support black females over here, to, clearly. But, Basically, but. it was to sort of highlight the work that black women within the film industry uh, put out, right? Yes. Um, and sort of put a heavy limelight on that because yeah. it probably goes under the radar within the industry. So mm. that in itself, I thought was sick. And the fact that they thought about your film to be part of that festival was really, really sick. Right. Um, I mean, they had no other twist. I mean, I mean, I know that's right. Thing, I, I, and, and this is, and what's crazy is I'm so interested in it and I have not even, I haven't seen the trailer. Mm. I've seen your little behind the scenes when you speak about it, okay. but um, I was like, I want to see this. And so uh, in terms of, yeah. I know they're showing it there on the screen, but I haven't only had two dates, but let's say, because I'm actually not going to be able to see it on the 30th of April when I'm annoyed. Okay. Um, <laughs> but what about if we want to see it on other streaming platforms? Is there any sort of works or plans of, of that coming out on any streaming platforms? So I'll tell you about that. Definitely. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, um, thank you all for your kind words and um, support, the love, the encouragement. Mm. All of that, it goes a long way. Oh, 100%. Because it just put something in someone that yeah I can actually do this yeah mm-hmm. like reassurance yeah so. and like yeah I'm actually being seen that's a big deal mm-hmm. um I've got a lot to say in general mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say much but um when I finished secondary school I used to move like mad cruddy mm-hmm. and people always like explain it and I think people over exaggerate Sometimes, because I'm like, it weren't that bad. I'm sure, <laughs> it weren't that bad. But yeah. it's always like that, though, isn't it? Not to be yeah. off, but it's always like that when when no one's really lived what you've lived. They mm. over exaggerate it. Maybe they yeah. might have been near you. They might have right. been a friend of a friend knew you, yeah. and no, they over exaggerate the story. But only you can really tell it for its real no, true for context. Sure. And one thing that I realized, and it was more subconscious, mm. because I wasn't happy with the way I used to speak. I wasn't happy with the way I used to carry myself. And to be honest. I have my moments. I can still move cruddy if I feel like it. If you're me, bro. But now it's <laughs> if I feel mm. like it. Mm. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Going back to having, 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 having that choice. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now I decide mm. when I want to be whoever I want to be in that moment. Mm. Mm. And She said, don't make me bring up with Nisha. No, no, no. You didn't know my name. My name will stay the same. Trust me. (laughs) I'll still be who I am. But yeah. um, yeah. One thing I did subconsciously is I started reading a lot. Mm. And... Sorry, can I just punch you real quick? (laughs) Because reading is so important, man. And reading actually helped me change where I I started to speak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was off-putting. Now that I look back and now I realize it more so that just the environment, how you can, it can be so like intertwined, integrated, like proper a part of your makeup and DNA. Like mm. sometimes it's hard mm. to, but we Sorry can control that. that. Yeah. We can, yeah, we, yeah, we, we can. can actually definitely be whoever we want to be. Yeah. Right. So, so if, it, if you speak what? a certain kind of way, you can switch that up if you want to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And no, we have a thing that. about us. Like we are so, so special. Because Bruh. we're mixed up with like some serious culture. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Bruh. So we can switch Bruh. up mm-hmm. in different rooms around different people, circles, languages. You can find a black person that can speak all sorts of languages. Yeah. 
and has all sorts of skills. Like there's, we are We're limitless. definitely, there is not one, as we know, it's not one narrative. It's <laughs> not <laughs> one single story. Nah. Like so many people have spoken on. Yeah. So we know where we're coming from. We know who we are. And it's like we're getting more of a realization of who we are more and more every day. Mm. And when I see, I mean, I have my people that I look up to. I have people that I've seen I, I really admire. But in general, when I see a black person anywhere, mm. yeah, it's a nod, it's a wink, it's mm. a hug, it's a, it's a smile, it's there's a vibe about us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That we can't deny. Mm. And we, most of us embrace it. Mm. Yeah. The ones that are comfortable with it anyways. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that, to be honest, other groups and other cultures and other races probably envy. Mm. And I think we're, we need to, you know, like just being in the industry, TV and film, mm-hmm. really focus on our excellence. Yeah. Right. No, definitely. Unfortunately, most of our stories, when <laughs> most <laughs> of our stories, when we're speaking about it, it could be most, most of the time, sad, unfortunate, unfair, Mm. But there's so much excellence about us. No, yeah. definitely. That we and can focus on. So to end on that, mm. because I feel like where we're at now, right now at this moment, is I feel like we are getting to a space where we're we're aware of that mm-hmm. and we're yeah. tapping into that because mm-hmm. we now want to be independent. We don't want to rely on structures right. to yeah. to limit us. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> Whether that be social structures or work structures you know because essentially you might not want to say something or express your way in a certain way because you're worry of what work might do or mm. how it might affect your income but i feel like now people are moving to a point where they're trying to become independent and whatever their skill or craft is they're tapping into that mm. trying to monetize that mm. and then you know so that essentially i'm not being held down by a social construct or an organization or a system to it's not easy. Or even to being held, even being held on to yourself yeah, by itself. Now, that's what I was yeah, right. that's, that's, yeah, based on your own perception, how you should be. I think, like we yeah. spoke about the last time, mm. it, we're in a phase in life now where it's about application. Just all the things you've learned, the experience you've now had. Now time to apply it. Apply, apply it. To it. it. Yeah. 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 And so Definitely. I feel like, you know, when you do that, you apply yourself, you know, you believe in yourself. You have faith in what you're doing, do you know what I'm trying to say? And you have security right. in that. And, and that's honestly all that matters. Until You'll, you get to another stage yeah. in life where you have to tackle a new barrier. And yeah. Because there'll always be things right. that we're up against. There'll always yeah, be obstacles. 100%. And we always. always focus on those. You can't at all. 100%. On, mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. But so I feel like essentially in the short and sweet of it, it's a matter of um, just us. Like before you can see real change in the community, the, mm-hmm. the real changes stem from the individual first. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like that's... Most importantly, the message that needs people yeah, need to do. take home is before you want to see change in your people as a community within a group or in the masses, change needs to come from the individual I think first. There are, to be honest, we have to be able to, if we feel like we can take it on because we all live different lives, we have to be able to balance it in a kind right. of way where self-care, do community work, pro, you know, work on our career and progression as well. Yeah. Family you know, like we have to be able to mm. balance all of these elements because this is what makes us who we right. are. Yeah. Part of life but it takes a village to raise a child, as yeah, they say. No, so there's so, different right. there's different sides to, to, you know, actually progressing and evolving yeah. right. and getting yeah. better as a yeah. people. No, definitely. Um th- about do you want me to f- tell you about the documentary? Yeah, so yeah, where can we find it? Where can we watch it? Yeah. Or is there any plans for people to stream like okay, they want to stream so in the future? 
I did mention that it's working its well, working its way through the film festival yeah. circuit, and I'm learning about how this all works as well. I'm just kind of learning as I go along because um, there are elements of film production that I'm really experienced in, but one thing that I've always done is make a production and leave it on a hard drive, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't make a habit of actually putting things out there. And then if I do make a habit of marketing it in a way where it actually reaches the audience it's meant for right. yeah so there so i'm now trying to do better in that area but it's a learning curve we're yeah. all learning in this right. in this journey so guess, don't be too hard on yourself man i want obviously i want people to see yeah the content or else what's the point of making right. it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but you know like where you have to gas yourself up mm. and have the energy to yeah. really keep putting things out there mm. so um a lot of the work that I've done is still on my hard drive, but some stuff is out there. Okay. When it comes to um, No Comprendo, I was actually going to mention that initially I did this documentary in 2015, oh, wow. but I did it as a talking head documentary. Wow. And I wrote a treatment. I even wrote, to be honest, I wrote a drama alongside the treatment to do a documentary drama mm-hmm. to actually show the experience of someone, a character that I wrote about called Nathan, he goes through the criminal justice system because of a fight he gets in defending his girlfriend and ends up battering a guy and he's looking at GBH. So he can get some time in jail, but he's reluctant to speak to his solicitor and explain the reason why he had to defend his girlfriend because she was being abused by somebody else. I think so, the trainer's on YouTube, right? No, actually, oh. that's something that I just wrote. Okay. Yes. Oh, As you said that, sorry, I feel like there was a documentary that recently played on BBC based yeah. off that narrative. So I wrote this like back, back in the day. Sorry, like, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. No, 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 <laughs> but no, I wrote I this. So initially I did the research yeah. into language and communication in the justice system. And then after I met a lot of people and they were willing to be interviewed, I did a talking head documentary film. It was pretty basic, just legal professionals speaking about the problems that they knew was in the justice system. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have anyone on the receiving end. Okay. Right. So then I put that documentary film together just to get the funding or the, the interest that I needed, the furthest I got was, like I was in talks with BBC Three at one point, sent it off to commissioners at Channel Five another another time. But every time I sent something off, started building a rapport with someone, it stopped and um, used that in to contrast with right. legal professionals. So it's working its way through the film festival circuit and it's unlisted at the moment on youtube okay, okay. so it's only if i was to send a link to you which i will do to you yeah, guys please 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 because yeah. i want i want to, to watch that, watch that. Oh she said buck seats trust me <laughs> but yeah okay so so okay, um cool. that's so, that's that's good to know so, so as long like, as it's making its way through because yeah so i'm trying to understand the industry yeah and how it all works and usually with things like this when something is built so much recognition we could possibly get a distribution deal. Yeah, yeah. Or even it commissioned to no, make definitely. it bigger. Yeah. Well, you know, so, like yeah. like like you like you you nicely put on your IG, which I actually really love, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all about 
a marathon, not a sprint. Mm, you know exactly. You can tell I've, I've done my research. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, not a race, but I tried. Pardon? <laughs> no, yeah, it's not. Okay, I mean, it's a sprint. Thank you. Good good good. Good. It's the same. I mean, good love the trial. You know, good love the Yeah, I don't shoot on my parade, bro. Listen, but 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 I mean, just to wrap up. With that being said, like, could you just just. Instagram, like, where can they find you? Obviously, you know, we want to let people obviously know. Okay, it's really only Instagram that I'm active on. And even Instagram, she's private, so... Mm. Yeah, you know, you see the work, you see I the mean, work. Whatever, I'll <laughs> accept you. Plug yourself, please. I guess Plug yourself. people get to a point where they open it, but I don't think I'm not comfortable with that. But we we'll right. see how things right. go. Right. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned trying to come off social media. Yeah, no, having breaks, having like, breaks, yeah. right? Like, okay, intentional cool. breaks. Okay, cool, cool. yeah, I because I mean, social media is a part of our life now. Right. Mm. I mean, but and I still it has its yeah. pros. Like it has 100%. its serious pros. Right. And I go to social media sometimes for encouragement. There are right. some people that I follow that you know that their posts are on my notifications so yeah. right. i want to see what they're posting because yeah. they encourage me every single right. day yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know what they someone might be encouraged well. from what you're doing no, as well definitely. so like jamie said plug in your <laughs> plug <laughs> instagram <laughs> plug in your your so, ig please um yeah instagram is becoming bacola becoming underscore bacola come on um, so b-u-k-o-l-l-a sorry yes we're gonna put that we're gonna put that on there Cool. Yeah. Um, um, and um, Andre, I was supposed to ask any comments, any last ending notes you want to finish on? Um, I just, again, thank you for coming. We honestly, appreciate your story. Um, you've been amazing. Um, I know it can be quite nerve wracking as well. Yeah. Um, but you've <laughs> yeah. done well. Oh, thank you. Um, and <laughs> I can't wait to see you more comprende. That's what I'm honestly, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But um, yeah, from myself, thank you for coming on. Um, and for you know would be having the willingness to you know share your experience and your stories of you know your life and all of these things because essentially i feel like it's important that we can learn from each other yeah, um sure. and take aspiration from each other each of our stories and mm. our layers of life and apply that to our own personal life right mm. so um yeah i just want to say thank you for that and um yeah like also, you know, I'm just really excited for this journey that we've right. coming along. You've actually also our first guest, if you didn't know. <laughs> so, like, I'm really happy to yes. that we've got a really sick first Literally, guest. Literally, you know, um, I, I, have, I have the feeling of this is going to be one of those in three years you look back at, like, and like this, you know is I mean? this is what made us. This is what made us. We say. knew Bacola before, you know. Bacola became became Bacola. When we're seeing Bacola at Oscars, right, because she's becoming still, right. When we're seeing Bacola at Oscars, try and know that she was on our table first. Stop I know saying. that girl. Right. <laughs> no, I'm actually saying it from now, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of hype. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. All those platforms, it is a lot of hype. It and is. obviously, it you is. know, uh, when you're in the industry, people say like that's their aim. Yeah, but sometimes yeah, but I'm it's saying not. it now. I want to do something with Nollywood. Mm. Ooh. I actually, Ooh. I yes, yeah, no, I'm with that. that. I put money, I put money in the black community. Not every day, LA. <laughs> Whether it's the, yeah, the Nollywood like industry, the Iroko TV industry, right. no, but in, I, I love you. I, I love that. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's why I said I love it. Because you're like, I'm trying to plug, I'm trying to plug, I'm trying to plug money right back to the source. Do they have to get that? Oh, we love that. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. No Comprendo was actually selected for one African film festival. So it's 
the African um, Movie Awards. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. We love listen, that. Listen, listen, so, come, yeah. on, come, yeah. on, come, yeah. on, come on, come on. Oh my God, this is amazing, man. Oh, hey, yeah. We love but, it. You know what? I'm actually going to talk to you about something off camera when we're done anyway, because okay. listen, you know me, my mind stays creative, so. But And we could be here forever. So let's wrap up. It was meant to 20 minutes ago before Jamie started speaking. And I can't lie, you know when you need to break the seal, like I've been sitting here, closing my legs. so let's end to So as always, I'm bursting. The rain's the rain. The rain's touched the bottom line. It's not. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Use it before you lose it, right? Yeah, exactly. You know you can't. I'm heavy. Quick, quick, man. It's your boy Milo. It's your boy Jay Cash. And we are Layers Alive. Thank you for tuning in, man. Peace.